Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Stephen Eric and Paolo Show. And if I sound unfamiliar to you, that's because I am. I'm Kevin Hartley. You don't know me, uh, or you don't know me yet. And uh, my buddy, Stephen, who you all do know, or let me put it this way, do you know him? Exactly. That's what we're here to do. We're going to explore. Um, each week, I'm going to take you on a wild, crazy ride into Stephen's mind, his perspectives, point of view on life, on music, on movies, on relationships, on sex, sexuality, hardships, inspiration, motivation, and of course, the paranormal. And like always, Stephen is unscripted, with no boundaries, anything goes, so who knows what we're going to talk about. And I am beyond humbled and honored that Stephen has invited me to um, to collaborate, kind of moderate on this exploration of of it's funny Stephen explores myths realities and legends of paranormal we're going to explore the the myths legends and realities surrounding Stephen Ercantalo as we journey into his incredible mind his vast array of projects his philosophical and inspirational wisdoms and of course his paranormal expertise as an author and thought leading groundbreaking paranormal investigator expert so here he is the man you really tuned in to listen to my friend Stephen Ercantalo how are you buddy I, I am amazed. Uh, that was great. I was just sitting back here just enjoying that opener. I, I, thank you. Thank you. Thank nice. you. Thank well, thank you. you. Thank you for letting me do this with you. I, I, I'm excited. Oh man, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, no, like just it, it's it's. I know right now listening. They have no. This is the first time. Like this is their first show. Collaborating on this, and I have to say, you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I'm not used to it. This is out of my realm. You know, I'm stepping out of my box here. So, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Like like you said, I, I don't have a format or a script, and I've stressed that multiple times on the show. So, and I know we're still not really gonna have one, but we are gonna kind of have one. It's not script. A, a format, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have an outline. Like, I'm not gonna throw you, you know, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. But uh, you know, you've got so much going on that uh, I, I think let's just be transparent with people. You know, we do sort of chit chat before we do this about sort of you know what's up, what's going on, what do we want to talk about. Um, but we'll let it go off the rails if it goes off the rails, and we'll bring it back. But uh, let's go. <laughs> So let's go. Let's go. All right. So you know what? I wanted to ask you. So you, you've been off social media for a while. How do you, how do you feel about that? Is that are you are you good? Are you bad? Are you indifferent? Has it been like a cleanse? That's a, that's a that's actually a good question. I've I've never been really uh, I've never really talked about that when this happens because and I can't because end. So when can I? I can't really talk about how I feel about it, right? But yeah, I hate it. Like years ago, right? So when. <laughs> It used to be my outlet, and it still is my outlet. Like, I'm so open on Facebook, not Instagram, but Facebook is my go-to. And I use it as my outlet, everything, however I'm feeling. Right off the top of my head, I don't like to hold anything in, whether it's stuff that comes to mind that I get triggered with. Not triggered in a bad way, but, like, somebody says something, and it reminds me of my childhood. Or somebody says something, and it reminds me of an old relationship where I'm like, man, like, that's a regular thing that happens in people's lives. I'm going to vent about it real quick. So it's my journal and 
years ago when I would get banned, I'd get so upset and I'm like, oh man, I can't talk. Who am I going to talk to? Like, I can't, like, I don't want to just talk to one person about this. I need all the people to see it. Right. It was like an addiction, literally an addiction. And now I, it happens so regularly that I, I, I just hop on Instagram and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say the same stuff there that I, I'm just going to say it in my stories on Instagram. And I know Instagram's for pictures and, you know, other things, but I, I make it words. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to ban me from there. I'm going to go over here and say it. So it doesn't bother me as much. However, it does because Facebook is my thing. It's just, it's, it's my go-to and it always has been and for, for 10 years, 10 plus years. So it's one of those, it's, it's get, it's sometimes kind of hard, but then thanks to this, you know, this outlet that I have here, thanks to, you know, other sources of outlets, it's not as bad anymore. Good, good. I mean, when so you said about ten years ago, did you jump onto social media right away, or were you a were you a, a late adopter, or an early adopter? Or? I was late at it because, if if a lot of people do recall, Facebook used to be MySpace. Everybody had MySpace. You know, I, I did have that, and that was really, right. cool. I really I missed MySpace. MySpace was cool. You actually could set it up however you wanted, which was, I mean, it was almost like your own personal website. It was really cool. You could put your what videos. Happened? What happened to MySpace? Yeah, no idea. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it just died down. I get, I'm a probably Zuckerberg probably bought them out to say, hey, we don't want any competition. Like, here, exactly. Shut it down. Here's enough money, Tom. Because I think it was Tom that ran it, right? His name was Tom. Yeah. Mm. Yep, I think so. So, MySpace was amazing. Yeah, I wish it. Was. I think MySpace is still around actually, but I think it's more for music. I know Drake. I think Drake did a lot of stuff on MySpace before he blew up um, with his rap career. And did a lot of things through that, but I'm not really sure what it is anymore. What MySpace is, I, I've never typed it in my URL or URL or whatever it's called forever, ever, 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 ever. But I remember my, yeah. I remember yeah. Facebook was. It used to be the Facebook when it really first came out, and you really had to have a college ID, and it had to be in your area. So I remember sitting right. at a friend's house, and I can't remember her name now. I worked with her at Lone Star Steakhouse, and she was like, Hey, check this out. Like you should get this. You should get this, the Facebook. And I looked at it and it's going to be kind of hard to explain what it looked like, but really it was just whatever your newsfeed looks like now it had that, but very plain and boring. And then to the left or the right, I can't remember. It was your friends. That was it. And I was like, why is this so interesting? All you do is type in what it is you're doing. Like what's the difference between MySpace and I didn't get it. She's like, no, it is different. It, it's just, it's more simpler. I was like, okay, well, I can't get it because I'm not a college kid or a college student or whatever. And it, it was a couple years after that, maybe not even. I, I really can't remember because I was my whole – everything to blur. But I, I remember getting it. I do remember getting it not long after that because that's when Facebook opened up to where you no longer had to be in, in college. And they made it to the masses worldwide. And then it just right. it blew right. up after that, as everybody knows. It's just not. It still blows up. It's still one of the biggest. It is the biggest social media platform, outside of all of them. It, it always will be. So well, so it, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it 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 is one of the biggest social media platforms, obviously. And it's, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of gotten scary in a way in a little bit while in that now there is censorship where there never used to be, right? So exactly the point of me asking you the question is like, so you got shut down. I don't know exactly what you got shut down for. Time wasn't your first time. Probably won't be your last time. Um, but uh, 
you know, it is an amazing platform. I mean, it's even how we connected and how we, we met and, um, you know, so it's got its silver lining and it's got its, it's got its, uh, it's crazy parts too, but, Mm -hmm. uh, it certainly has given you a platform and, um, you inspire me with your thought process, your expertise, your work ethic, like I said in the opening, everything that you've got going on, sheer number of projects and irons in the fire that you've got. Uh, duty must be beat. Yes, what, it, it, thank you. Thank you. And, and, and it is. It's exa- I get so exhausted. What's that? So I, get, I get so exhausted at times that I actually just forget everything that I'm even doing. And I just lay there and I, and I, I play like Pokemon go or I do something just to get my mind clear. And I don't even want to read. I don't want to think, I don't want people messaging me. I don't want anything. And I literally forget what I'm doing because my mind is so shut down and, or I overthink everything. You know, I overthink everything. I overthink the show, the board game, the book, the keeping up with the website, the podcast, the, I'm sure I'm missing something. Like I know I'm missing something right now. It's just, I mean, I, I I started doing these Ouija boards a couple of years ago, right? And making Ouija boards, and I went live and said, "Hey guys, we're gonna sell these Ouija boards, right? I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna hand make Ouija boards for everybody." Bought the two by four, showed everybody me cutting it, doing all this stuff, and the guy that I was doing doing it with, hold on one second, guys. I actually almost fell out of my chair. So I fell out of my, anyways. So actually I was making these Ouija boards. And when I went live and I started saying, hey, I'm going to be selling these. About 80 plus of them came in uh, orders. And the dude that I was doing these with, he's the one that suggested making them, right? So about 80 something plus orders came in and I have still to this day yet to fulfill any orders because he ended up quitting. So that just was something that, you know, I, I, as an example is usually whenever I do create something new or try to do something, it just, it takes off um, real quick or it's a slow buildup. So the fact that that was a, extreme projects, you know, cause I don't create these pro- for just something that I choose to do as like a hobby or, you know, let me just add something to my plate real quick. It's, it really is just somebody approaches me, somebody I, I, I know it's not like a random, you know, stranger danger kind of thing. Sure. And, and, I, there you are. We've had, so we lost him for a minute, guys. So that's why a little bit of the, I was like, I don't know what happened. I guess you just got cut off. I don't know what happened. There was a squeal and then, uh, and then he disappeared. So here we are back together. It's very paranormal. It's very weird. There we go. Now I can stop rambling and trying to like multitask with figuring out where you are. So no, 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 no. you were like, I was going to, I was going to get to that eventually. So you're talking about your Ouija boards, right? Yeah, the Ouija board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so which, I got which about, are like brilliant, brilliant works of art. Like they're gorgeous. Man, and what I was doing was something never before done. Like it literally, and I know I say that, but that's with all my work. Like what I was doing was, and I don't even want to say it 
like how I was going to do what, what I was going to do because somebody will take the concept and idea and run with it as their own. But what I was doing was creating a, I'll just say a legit doorway. It was a legit doorway of right. a Ouija board. And right. it was, it's going to be game changing. And the fact that I got so many orders in right away and my buddy decided to say, Nope, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, Oh, okay. So this all falls on me because I got 80 something orders to do. And now, now you just don't want to help. So I had to refund all these people's money. Some people still didn't even want to refund. They're like, dude, use it towards, use it towards your adventures. Use it towards you just being awesome. Use it towards whatever, you know? And I'm like, man, I appreciate oh, that. Nice. I bad. But I'm like, you know yeah. what? That's, that's cool. Thank you. Like, cause I guess I've helped some of these people out so much that they're like, you know what? Just consider it like me paying you for sem- seminar. Like you don't realize what you've done for me, but you've helped so much that I feel bad not paying you for your unsolicited advice, I guess, without you really knowing <laughs> So those are the people we need in the world. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. So that's just an example of like how busy sometimes I can get. Like it's happened, you know, with the candle business, with the books. But the projects I have now are pretty pretty simple. I mean, it's just me writing, me doing these podcasts, me setting up for the show, conventions, my workouts. I mean, yeah. I guess in a way it is a lot all at once because I have to maintain it all. But I don't really see it as work, so I don't really see it as as you know, like, I mean, what's that old saying? If you love what you do, it's not really work. That's kind of cliche, but it's still exhausting. doesn't make it not exhausting. doesn't make it not stressful, you know, especially trying to create something from nothing. Nothing is without effort. Absolutely. But I think, I think that cliche just sort of goes to say, like, if you're really enjoying it, this kind of goes into uh, something that you talked about on last week's podcast is like, you know, your people are working all these jobs and they're working for all this money and everything, man, what, what if you were working for something that you actually liked or actually mm-hmm. enjoyed? Uh, yeah, it's not going to be without effort, not going to be without hardship, not going to be without struggle. But at the end of the day, if the, the outcome is something you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. uh, hell, why wouldn't, I would, why wouldn't you do that? So, so let me just, what I was going to do, I, I wanted to sort of explore what at least I know of what you're doing. And you were talking about the Ouija board. You've talked about a board game in the past. Is that the Ouija board or is there something else? No, this is going to be, this is, man, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I get excited about this. This, this is something that I've been wanting to do this for. And, and don't give it away because, because you don't want people to run away with this either, but just like talk about it. designing a board game. That's phenomenal. Go. Yeah. Like I was, I was, uh, dating this this girl who is uh, just a, a a horrible person in the world, and she was in Indiana. Not even gonna mention her name. I ain't worth that. But it starts in Indiana. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, you know, I always wanted to create this board game, and so I bought this huge thing because I was bored, literally just bored, sitting there and tired of being cheated uh, on. I see what you did. So I was <laughs> yeah, sitting there, and. Uh, so I started drawing it out, and I drew out all this stuff, you know, blah blah blah, what it needs to be done, and. I kind of got sick and tired of, you know, once I realized that I was being cheated on, I was like, you know, what? I'm out, I'm done, I'm gone. And she's like, well, you're not taking that board game. That's our board game and I'm doing it. And I was like, um, okay, here, you, do you want it? And she ripped it up in front of me. And I said, do you realize you doing that? Like I created it. It's in my head. Everywhere I go, that comes with me. Like, so I don't know what you're trying to prove. Anyways, I feel like that had to be told in order for it to be told that that motivated me more than ever right get it right. done like you're gonna rip up a creation that i created yeah and so i was like all right so i went to amazon and i and i saw on amazon blank game boards blank everything blank dice but i bought everything that had to do with the board game so i can have all these tester kits 
And what it's going to be is it started out as almost something like Monopoly and where you would roll the dice. And I'll give this one away because this can't be done. It, it, it legally cannot be done. So I don't care if anybody tries to take it because you'll just get sued. What it was going to be was, you know, how Monopoly, you have Boardwalk, you have like a, a something Avenue, you have all these places that you buy, right? Anyways, if you, yeah. if you roll the dice and it lands on five, you move five up you land on a haunted location. Now, what you do is you buy the haunted location. Same concept as Monopoly. You're just buying a haunted location. And gotcha. I was like, man, that's kind of a cool concept, right? That, that's, where I, that's where it was going to go. And then I was thinking, well, Monopoly pretty much owns the rights to that concept. They literally own the idea. So you just can't do that. And so I started thinking a little bit more and more and more and more. And I was using a lot of my pain as a gain and really like, man, just – Oh, like, what can I do? Like, I'm so tired of everybody letting me down. I'm so tired of this. I want to create, like, I know myself and I know that my expectations are above. If I'm thinking something, my expectations are above that. And so I know I need to do better. So if the thought comes to mind, I plan it all out. I look at it. I'm like, no, now I need to do better than this. Because if I can think this, anybody can think that. Now I need to outthink what that is five steps ahead of my own self. So once I've realized that I've done that, now I have something because I can't be caught up to. And that's another, that's another thing that stresses me out. It is. iPhone right now, right? Like it's, they thought ahead of themselves, but anyways, so the board game will have to do with, it's Ouija board. I'll tell you, it will come with the Ouija board. It will come with a Bible. It will come with holy water. It will come with salt. And it will come as playing scariest board going to be it's the Ouija board out of So you were going through, sorry, everyone listening, we were having technical difficulties again. First time live radio, here's what you, this is what you get. Um, you were telling me everything that was going to be in the board game. So you're going to get a Ouija board. You're going to get holy water. What else? Oh, man, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, man, the whole entire hey, thing just dropped. Like the whole show itself just dropped. Kind of weird that the whole show dropped while talking about Ouija boards and, oh, and we demons do. Oh and salt water and the Holy Bibles and everything, right? Like, literally, like, I even cut out. It kicked me out. I had to redial in. I had to re-log into the whole network. I'm, like, rushing to get this done. Yeah, it wasn't just your drop call. I, I was gone. So I have no idea what was said or anything. Um, okay, the whole thing so just beeped. It made a bunch of beeping put a, noises. Let's put a, let's, yeah, put a, put a button right in that for a second because yeah. that is something you and I have talked about Um you know, and this is our first time out of the gate doing this. Uh, today's show is just kind of a catch up, get to know you for people who don't necessarily tune in or know you and just sort of a, an update. But where you and I have talked about this and where we want to go on some levels is talking about that energy and how energy mm-hmm. affects life day to day. 
and mm-hmm. that's what's interesting about our connection is you approach the paranormal. And sorry, I'm going to jump off what I asked you about the board game for a second, but let's make no, sure yeah, we no, come no, back no, to that. Um, you approach the paranormal from, you know, sort of uh, almost, you know, you know, the ghost hunting and the occult and the mystic influences. And I approach it sort of from the, um, from not the psych, I don't want to say psychic, but more from the extrasensory um, extrasensory perception, telepathy point of view. I believe in those energies, and I believe in those connections. Um, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't think I told you this. And hey, we're we're rambling again, but just sort of, um, we'll we'll talk about your filming that you just wrapped up on episode one of Urban Legends of the Paranormal. And I know a little bit about what went down, and we're not going to do spoilers or anything here. But I had a brutal night's sleep. Um, the night that stuff was supposed to happen. And mm-hmm. I know that you did too. And it's like, I, I am sure now that I was feeling your, your energy. Um, cause I, cause I sort of knew what you were trying to do. And I think I talked to you that day and said, well, I hope you have a good night's sleep, but I sort of hope you don't have a good night's sleep. Cause you know, you sort of want something to happen <laughs> and I don't <laughs> think you did. And, and, and I was feeling that too, but that is very bizarre that we were talking about the weed board and the holy water and, everything cut out. So it exists. It's real. It's a thing. And here we are talking about it again. It sounds like it's cracking up. You know, yeah, I, I, I can hear it in and out. So, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely believe on that. Full, full, Maybe we should talk about the game anymore. It doesn't want to be talked about. And it's, but I, I will say, I will say, we'll see if it cuts out again. I will say it's a lot of people fear the Ouija board. Um, this is coming okay. with the Ouija everybody, board. Every, and, everybody listening, as soon as we dismissed conversation about it, our connection cleared up. Yeah. I don't hear static anymore. I don't hear buzz. I don't hear. So it's. Okay. That's, that's. That's crazy. People, this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is live. This is real. This is, this is mm-hmm. what we're going to dive into more and more and explore. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so, we'll tell me what else we'll so let's, let's not talk about the board game anymore. You're working on a book. Is this fiction? Is, is it fiction or is it, um, Man, it's, it's, a, it's a so spiritual paranormal book. exploration. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of nervous about talking about that now too, but yeah. Um, let me let me see let me see let me see. I'm actually gonna get to my notes real quick on it where I wrote it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be based on uh, paranormal logic theories. My my theories based off the book and how we how we're connected how we're connected through space how we already are possessed how the difference between intelligent and residual hauntings the K two meters how electronics work what shadow people truly are. And my favorite, my favorite chapter is space and spirits because how connected we truly are and how people really just like with the energy. And a lot of people don't realize like when you, when they do look up and they're like, oh man, space is so cool. They don't realize that we're in space. Like just because we're on earth, no matter what, you are living in space. You are space. Just we are on a rock earth. that is spinning yeah. and whizzing yeah. through space. Exactly. And, yeah. and we and, just literally, we just demoed connection we we literally just demonstrated it Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 an amazing thing it's an amazing uh, it's it's 
it gets rough for me to talk about because there's so much to discuss with it. Not rough as in like, I, I don't know what to say about it. And it's a touchy subject. It's just, there's so much to say about it that is completely mind blowing and it never stops. Space, for sure. space and spirits and energy in us. I, I really do have a huge, huge connection with that. And I believe that that has to do a lot more. And like you said, the radio station thing, just cutting out everything happening that I don't feel like that was spiritual. I mean, it was, but that was definitely a connection with energy that we're alive. We're well alive. I, I really don't think it was demons or a ghost that came in and said, Hey, we're going to break up your whole entire thing. Cause we don't need you talking about us because I, I but I don't, cause like, I mean, I wasn't really, I was talking about a Ouija board. I talk about Ouija boards all the time. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What, I don't know what it could have been, but definitely energy space, us, this, that it, it, it definitely had, energy had an influence behind that. So, but the book is going to be the book. I'm excited about the book. It's not going to be a long book. It's not going to be a hundred pages. It's not going to be 300 pages. It's going to be a short, simple, sweet to the point. This is exactly what it is. And yes, it has my opinions, but those opinions are also backed with facts. And it explains why these are my opinions. They're my opinions because my opinions are based off facts and the theories and different different ways to look at certain things like like an orb or mediums and how mediumships goes and how easy it is for them to manipulate certain situations. So it's exciting. I, I believe I read part of it actually on one of the podcasts. I, I didn't read all of it, but I did read some of it. I wanted it to be completed by now, but everything else I got so wrapped up in so many other things that I just never had a chance to, but it really is almost done. I, I could probably finish it by Sunday if I just sat down and did it and got it completed. So again, that's just... Well, I was going to ask you sort of what, what has been your process to approach it? Or do you have one? You just find time and you sit down and write? Or do you, you rhymed off a bunch of subject, you know, matter or sort of chapter headings there? Like, do you sit down and say, okay, today I'm going to write about this? Or does it just, just flow out of you like everything else? <laughs> It, like everything else, yeah, it just kind of flows out of me. Because I'll sit there and some days I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna write my book. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna write my book. And I eat and I'm like, ugh, I need to go to the gym. I feel gross, so I go to the gym instead. And I don't really have structure, which is I know that's a huge, 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 huge key to success. But writing a book, you don't just I don't want to just sit there and stare at it for hours and be like, I got nothing done. I'd rather go to the gym and get my mind ticking and my blood flowing. You know, I don't want to just sit there and stare at a screen clueless with writer's block. I'm wasting time. So if I don't feel like it's coming to me or I'm not really feeling it, there's no point in me writing it because one, uh, one, I'm not going to be satisfied with it anyways, with, with what I type and right. I'll reread it later and be like, this is garbage. So I just wasted my time doing that when I could have been doing anything else. So when and it comes to writing at the gym, that's when it, that's when it comes together. That's when it comes to you. Yeah, it does. Cause I'll sit there and I'll listen to certain things and certain songs, certain emotions, certain feelings, whatever kind of just, I feel like listening to like, like anybody else, whatever you feel like listening to. And it does, it just hits me because I, I don't sit there and I don't think about my day at the gym. I don't sit there and I don't think about, man, what am I going to eat later? I think about new projects. I think about how to get this done. I think about deadlines, how much money is something going to cost? Who can I connect with? Who can I just everything. And if it comes to mind, I, I pull out my phone and I have this notepad thing on my phone and I just type in key stuff on that, you know? And so when I get home, I can 
transfer it over and and have it. So that that is a lot of it. I, I think the gym the gym is more than just working out or being egotistical or wanting to look good for whatever reasoning. It it's a it's a mind thing. It does it it resets my mind. And a lot of people do other things. They take a hot bubble bath. You know, they go for a walk. Mine's the gym. It just resets everything right. I am. Well, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people would be on board with that too. I mean, it's, you know, the, the whole mind, body, spirit connection, getting the blood pumping and, and physically mm-hmm. moving yourself into a, a different space. Actually, I have a, so I haven't really talked a little bit. I'll just try to have my, my background. I'm an actor and mm-hmm. uh, I've done a lot of training in acting, but I've also done a lot of training in not unlike training that Olympic athletes would do to how to prepare for their their game but how to prepare for the audition and when you're you're physically not feeling something when it's just not coming together then you physically take action you need to change your space you need to move your body you need to breathe differently in order to affect that change and i think you're right that uh you know for some people it's a bubble bath for some people it's going to the gym and working out and and that's when their best ideas hit them and that's when they they do some real work which is you know what it's all about but you are constantly busy and i i touched on it before that you just wrapped up uh you just wrapped up principal photography on episode one of urban legends of the paranormal so what uh without spoiler alerts what can you tell us uh, i well was there blood spoiler alert, i was it was it fun is that what you said no was there blood oh there was blood yeah there was some blood uh not a whole lot of blood but there was some blood and I, man, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep filming. I'm gonna add more stuff to it. I'm gonna add a little bit more stuff to it. So definitely did not finish filming episode one. There's gonna be a lot more coming for it. Probably finish wrapping everything up in two weeks, two weeks tops, and then I'll jump into filming episode two. I have no idea what I'm gonna do yet. Not a single thing. So if anybody has any ideas, feel free. If uh, you, you know, if you have any ideas, Kevin, definitely feel free. I do want to keep it paranormal related, urban legends of the paranormal, not urban legends of Mothman or Bigfoot, because that stuff's not paranormal. So, yeah, there was, there was there was some blood. There was some blood, not a whole lot, because the Ouija board was not used. I can tell everybody that because there's no point. There's no. It had nothing to do with Bloody Mary. So I'm really am trying to stick to what the urban legend represents itself, and that's hard for me because I am used to going to a location, and recreating how somebody died and me being the trigger object for that and always using the Ouija board. So this is a little different as Bloody Mary can be, you can go to any mirror in your house right now and do that. Right. So why did I have to leave for Virginia? Why did I have to go here? I just wanted to escape my own headspace and be somewhere I've never been and really set it up and really kind of just get out of that, that, that headspace of mine and right here in the home so it's all different. It's so weird to me because I'm not just trying to contact, oh, hey, Tom, that just blew his brains out here. Or this guy who just who was murdered in this house, can you come talk to me? It's so, 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 so different. And I'm not used to it because like, I, I, I'm not using a spirit box. I'm not sitting there, hey, Bloody Mary, can you come talk to me on this device? Because it's an urban legend. Yeah, she was a real woman. She was. She was, you know way back in like the 1500s or something like that. I, I can't fully remember right now, but she was a real woman. She was a queen. She was, she was high, high, you know, up there in the world. Yeah. And she was very relevant in the world. So 
but if but if her energy and spirit comes through every mirror, I don't how's how's that possible? You know, so I really had to touch touch this tread lightly on how to go about doing it, especially because I know people will be like, well, that's not how you do it. That's not the real urban legend. That's not this. That's not that. But yet they've never played it except for when they were six years old and their babysitter fell asleep, you know? So right. like, okay, like if you know how to do it so well, then you go do it. Thank you though for letting me know how that I did it wrong. Because well, when it, it comes to the like, there's no like, right or wrong like way. Like quick Google search of it, there's about 15 different ways to do it, right? Like so. Oh my, so many ways, man. Dude, there's it, there's three different sayings you can say, and that's just what I found. And when I addressed that, more people messaged me and said they actually said it multiple different ways. So there's there's I, I there's more than 12 ways that I found out that you could say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, I killed your baby, Bloody Mary, you don't even exist. Um, that's just a, some of them. And then there's other ways that you actually have to turn around clockwise and then counterclockwise. You have to hold candles. You don't hold candles. You say it three times, not 13 times. It's like, what? <laughs> How many? It, it's, it's insane. So there's no right, right or wrong way. It's just, I guess just do it. And I think that's it. Yeah, just do it. And, and, and you're the guy to do it because a lot of people would say, a lot of people would glom onto one of those and say, this is how I'm going to do it. And they wouldn't try it the other ways, but you're, you're, you're brilliant at picking up the half full glass and looking at it through the bottom, through the side, through the top, and, and just, you know, finding out how to approach it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to learn more. I know it's always for you. It's like art. It's constantly evolving. It's probably hard for you to just let go and say, okay, I'm done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, every time like, cause I lay here and I'm thinking of other ways that I could do it, and I'm like, all right, I'm not done yet. Hold on. So one's going to take ten years because it's never going to be good enough. So eventually, I'm going to have to just say, take it. I'll I'll figure something out on episode two and three and four, and make that better and better and better. So talking about paranormal, um, and again, there, there's a lot of listeners who are are paranormal fans who've been your fans for a long time, and and. Part of why we're doing this, too, is we know that um, you're starting to appeal to a, a whole new world of people who doesn't necessarily know you because you've got so many hooks out there um, and have come into people's lives through different doorways, and they are just sort of discovering uh, you and then learning Paranormal Guy because they might have they might have thought you were you know, an inspirational guy because of something that popped up on their Insta feed or they might have, uh, who knows how they might have come at you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, so I have two part question here. So like paranormal, what's, what's your definition of paranormal and what is or what isn't? And I know that you, you talk about, uh, oh, I've, I've dropped the thought, thought train. What, what do you call the, uh, what do you call the, the, the rest of your colleagues out there? Uh, the par- the I call them everything and everything about paranormal visit with paracircus the paraclowns the paracircus para- yeah the paracircus yeah. how does your defin how does your definition of paranormal differ from the paracircus people ah uh, man these because these people think the par okay so so let me ask you what when I tell you paranormal what do you think well as as I said I mean I definitely know that it it. it you know, it, it includes the realm of spirits and ghost hunting. But for mm-hmm. me, it was always about extrasensory perception and telepathy. That's mm-hmm. just sort of how in my life I sort of went through it. And I never went down 
the spirit mm-hmm. or ghost hunting avenue. I had a Ouija board when I was a kid, but I don't know. I just thought it was a game. I never really explored it or anything. And you've come at it from a different way. So, you know, I think I know it's spirits, it's ghost hunting, it's, it's ESP, it's telepathy. Mm-hmm. That's to me what it is. What, what is it to you? And see, that's it. Like, so a lot of people will say that that's all, that's all they think. Paranormal is ghost spirits, energy and all that. But the paranormal is just unexplained. Paranormal is UFOs. They can't be explained. Right. We just categorized, we just categorized, we just separated like a, tr- like a, so you have this tree trunk and a tree branch and people remember in elementary school when you write paranormal on the tree trunk and then you separate all these things outwards, like on the, on a tree branch that could be paranormal. That's all we did. So people forgot that the paranormal is really just unexplained. It's not ghosts. It's not a specific thing. It's unexplainable. It's unexplained. So that's what I think the paranormal is. It's more than just ghosts. It's more than just spirits and energy. It's, and I mean, that's by, that's just what it is. That's the truth. That's not even, that's not even me just saying that, but yeah. The in my mind, like I will say, the paranormal is just that unexplained. It's not a ghost. So if I'm sitting there in a haunted place or urban legend place or whatever or UFO thing, but let's just say I'm sitting at like Waverly Hills in Kentucky. It's a big paranormal location. A lot of people know about it. Never been. I've never been. I never want to be. I, I don't really care about going, but it's well known, so people know what I'm talking about. So if I'm sitting there and I ask for something to happen, and let's say it happens, that's unexplained. Right. I, I can't explain how it happened, but most people will be like, oh, my God, it's 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 this. This is what it is because I asked for it to happen. But it's like, no, can you prove it just because you asked for something to happen? And and, and it happened. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a ghost. It doesn't necessarily I mean, people get it's people get lucky. Right. But they never right. get up to go. Right. See- they're just like, nope, we did it. We got it. It's a ghost. It's paranormal. Um, and so, I, I, I mean, I just feel like it's it's always the paranormal will never be explained. Otherwise, the, the, the term terminology paranormal would never exist. It doesn't need to exist anymore. And even if you captured a shadow figure and you capture this, they're like, oh, it's the paranormal realm. It's the ghost realm. No, it's not. And like it's it's you it's it confuses me how people want to create. They want to change what words mean, and they want to change what words mean in this field more than any place I've ever – anything, even more than real life. Like it's crazy. They just want to create their own their, their own definition for words now, and it, it doesn't make any sense to me logically. It's like how, how, how do you get the how, – how, why? Like, and it confuses me so much, and that's one reason why I just say it's a, it's a circus. It's, it's, have you ever gone to a circus? It's not controlled whatsoever. It's – shit just flying everywhere. You got acrobats, you got lions, you got people getting shot out of cannons and, they, and they're a bunch of clowns. That's what it is. It's a bunch of clowns running around buildings who have no idea what they're doing because they don't know how to educate anything. Ask, yeah, I mean, there's so many paranormal people that jumped in my inbox. They don't anymore because I tell them the truth and they don't like the truth. But so paranormal people used to jump in my inbox. Oh man, hey, we should collaborate. What do you think of this piece of footage? What do you think of this? I'm like, it's nothing, man. Like you took a picture of a mirror in broad daylight, it's called a reflection. Like I should not have to sit there and explain that to a grown man or a grown woman. That that yeah. is what it is, and they get so mad. They're like, "Well, no, because somebody died here, and I see this, this, and this." All right, well, just because you see it, because you want to see it, doesn't mean that that's what it is. Like light causes reflection. You are literally taking a a picture of a reflective surface with a camera that is going to cause even more of a reflection. Like 
didn't we learn this stuff in grade school? Did is it like right. you're you are a grown man and woman? You are grown. Go slap your parents. Go beat them for not educating you, and then go find your teachers <laughs> and do the same thing. Because it, it is crazy how many people believe this stuff. I'm a man. It's crazy how many I will go on Instagram, and I follow very few paranormal people, and I do it because it. It encourages me by how stupid they are and the fact that they are so ignorant. It makes me realize, man, I am smart. Like if I got rid of them, I'd be like, I need, I, I, I would feel stupid because I have to see how stupid people are to realize how smart I am. And I know that's kind of a, a bullyish thing to do, but if it helps me, it helps me. And when I'm seeing all these people, I, I had somebody tell me that I'm a fake YouTuber. And I was like, okay, you got me. Like, you're right. I'm a fake YouTuber. Cause I don't care about YouTube. I'll post videos, but I'm not trying what to get into that. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you don't even know how to edit videos. You're right, because I don't need to fake shit. You're right. I don't know how to edit videos that great when it comes to me showing the truth. So you got me. Like, should we all clap on this? Should we cheers to this? Like, so all you did is you tell me that you're so great at editing, which means you're good at manipulating if you wanted to. Cool. Great. Awesome. Good to know. And I'll see people now posting their YouTube videos and taking screenshots of it. And it's a picture of them sitting there. And then they put words on the screen. Like, oh my God, get out now. Come view me now. Da, da, da. I'm like, is that what it is? Is that, that's, is that what I have to do? Like, because people are so, they don't have an attention span anymore. And they think that, oh my God, they wrote words on a screen. That's what I'm going to hear. Yeah. But if, if, if you really understand how the mind works, if I tell you what I hear and you read it, you're going to hear it. That's how the mind works. That's just what it is. That's how we learn power what words suggestion. mean. In ele- it is the power of suggestion. If you're sitting there in elementary school and you don't know how to pronounce the word dog and you spell it out D-O-G and then now you hear it and you see it, that's how you learn how to speak. That's how you understand what words mean. That is how you learn. So, of course, if you put it on the screen and you hear it, it again, like – I don't understand how uneducated these people are. It's like, you know what? I'm so stupid that let me just go jump in the paranormal field and I can trick everybody because they believe everything anyways. And that's what they do. And then they push these, oh, come subscribe to my channel. Why? What have you done so differently? What have you done? I guarantee you anybody can go watch these paranormal shows. You're going to see the same shit. You're going to see the same stuff on all their YouTube stuff. They're going to use the same devices. They're going to say the same thing. The only difference is, is that they look different because that humans look different and doesn't make them any less. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Cause the fire alarms went off here, the smoke alarms, but, and that's it. I, I just, I think it's a joke. So the, the paranormal to me is I don't even know anymore. Like, I mean, I know I said what it is. It, I don't even classify me as a paranormal investigator. I'm not really sure what to classify me as because I'm so tired of just, I want to go back to investigating the paranormal. Urban legends of the paranormal is going to be very difficult for me. I was like, man, I'm gonna create this and do this. And then I'm like kicking myself in the ass. Cause I'm like, how do I do this? How, how do I, what, what did I just do? But if I jump back into the paranormal, like the way I was doing it, I'm just doing the same thing that I've done before. And I'm just going to blend right back in with the same crowd. And it's going to give me a headache. Cause I know how these, I know how this, these circus animals are. And, and it's all, it's all joke. All of it's a joke. And the fact that these are grown men and women who literally have belittled me. Dude, I've had people go around saying that I sex traffic minors. 
Like literally, they wrote blogs about this. This is what grown men and women have done to try to tarnish what I've done in the field. Like they have literally said I sex traffic runners down I-75 through through Florida and then jumped on I-95 to take them down to Miami to sex traffic minors. You believe that shit? Like, and then Some I've people told, have way too much time. To way too much time. And it's and it's it blows it this these are grown individuals doing this because of what? Because of hate and jealousy? So why do I want to be associated with a field that is that pathetic? Like that's so sad. <laughs> and then yeah, oh man, there's so many stories I could say about this field and how how big of a joke it really truly is. Like me hooking up with some people in the field and they don't ask for my advice, right? Like this team in Florida, I can't remember their name now. They live in Sarasota. <laughs> blow my phone up, man, how do you become, how do you get on TV? How do you deal with the bullying? I've seen you all this stuff that you've done. Like, how do, how do I overcome it? I spent time helping this person. Right. And then all of a sudden she was invited. This was pre COVID. I was in Philly and she, I went on her Facebook page or so I didn't go on specifically her Facebook page. I'm like, I'm on Facebook or Instagram. And I saw that she was doing a convention in Fort Myers, Florida. And I was like, Oh, I messaged her. I was like, man, that's really cool. That's my hometown. I would love to do a convention there and, or be a part of it. And I was like, how'd you get in? How'd you get in on that? Now, mind you, I helped her with everything, right? How to overcome bullying, how to help with pages. I've got her into locations, her, her little team and everything. Her reply to me was asking, how do you get into the convention was because I got it like that. Like, man, this lady clearly wow. doesn't know who I am and what that just did to me. Like, you really just, do you, do you have any idea? Like, you have no idea what you, like, I, clearly you have not been listening to what I say that motivates me and gets me going. And I said, you just said you got it like that. Okay. I'm going to show you who really has it like that. And so I, I clicked my phone off. I laughed a little bit, shook my head, rubbed my head like I'm doing now. And I found out where who the, who was running the convention, right? I said, okay, this is this is what they're doing. So I messaged them, and they messaged me back pretty quick. And they said, man, yeah, we know exactly who you are. They said they've messaged me before. His name's Glenn, and he's like, man, we messaged you on your Superior Paranormal page that I when I first started the Paranormal, I created this like page, and I just stopped messing with it years ago. I don't really, I I changed the name now to Stephen Arcantello, um, recently, finally. And he's like, man, I messaged you a year ago on the Superior Paranormal page to ask if you wanted to be a part of it last year. And I was like, oh, man, really? Like, I didn't know because I don't check that page anymore. And he's like, yeah, we would love to have you this year as the number one guy for the convention. Stand on stage. You're going to be the last person there. Stand on stage. Talk about the Ouija, Ouija 101. You're going to be the headliner. Here's a free booth. Where do you want to sit? You choose where you want to sit. And I was like, I want to sit dead center in the back. So I see everybody right in front of the stage. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I got it like that. That's it. That's all I thought of. I was actually going to get custom shirts that say, I got it like that. And just be a dick. Nice. So I messaged, I, I didn't message this girl right away. Right. I set it all up on my end. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm the headliner of this, this, this. And I made sure she saw it. So what does she do? She goes and blocks me. Because why wouldn't she, right? I just showed her up and I didn't even have to show her up. She like her shitty attitude kind of did that. And then I find out that she, and this again, guys, I'm just telling you how, how bad the paranormal is. This is how ridiculous it is. Grown men and women. So someone messaged me before and I helped boost her page up. I got her like 10,000 plus. I get, I got her a lot. Right. And I don't even care about likes on my page. Cause if people are concerned about that, then great. Go do that. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's their likes. People don't, it's stupid. 
So I got a bunch of people blowing me up maybe like eight months after that saying and trying to tag me and defend me and show me screenshots. This lady is on her like page taking everything that I have said about the Ouija board, my theories that I have discussed multiple times that only I have discussed. I know they're mine because I know the work and energy and theories, they're mine. Like I know this, nobody else has created because I do research on this shit to know that nobody else has said it. She's taking everything I've said and claiming it as her own. And people are on there commenting like this. You took this from Steven. Like you took this from this actual episode. You're saying word for word. And she's blocking them as she's going because they're calling her out. And it's just, it's a joke. Man. And this, she's not the first one to do this. There's multiple people in the field that do this. And they get, and what's funny is they'll get recognition for it. And people are like, wow, you're so intelligent. You're so smart. Those same people saying that are saying how they're bad mouthing me. I'm like, wait, like, but she's saying the same. I, I, this is me. Like she's saying what I said, how am I an idiot? How am I all of these horrible things when these people are taking exactly word for word what it is that I stated and created? But I'm the bad guy, but it blows my mind, blows my mind. But I guess when you look like I look and the rest of the field just looks like they crawled out from under a bridge and have to ask people to pay a toll because they're trolls, I, I get it. Like I understand where the hate comes from, but it, I don't in a way because – Well, I think, I think people are predisposed to be uh, contentious or have issue with original thinkers. Don't you think they do? They do. Yeah. And it scares them. That's what it does. It scares them because they don't know how to uphold a conversation when it comes to certain things like that. And it makes them feel stupid. So, and I've realized that like you have to, you have to dumbfound your own self-worth and belittle your own self-worth in order to fit in for them to feel comfortable. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with having to, why don't you raise your standards to feel comfortable enough to be able to talk educationally and with thoughts and with ideas. Let's talk about growing something and building something. Why do I have to dumbfound myself to be on your level when I, I used to be at that level? I don't want to go back to that to have a conversation with you so you feel comfortable and not scared because I chose to step out of a, of a comfort zone. And I don't, I don't like what, that. Yeah, and, and, and you, you have evolved. I think you said this earlier. You have used your pain as a game. Can't do that. And you know, no, they want to play you. I think that's one of your strengths. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, they want to play victim. And they want to boo-hoo for something that happened to them 15 years ago. Like, dude, what like that happened how all those years ago. What are you what are you still holding on to that for? You still upset over something that happened that was out of your control? It makes no sense to me. Or, oh, my God, my life sucks. Everything always happens. It's so bad. And, yeah, it, because look at you. <laughs> like, you're making it happen. You're making it worse. And people like that, you just can't help. And when you try, they're like, oh, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You you just have everything. And you have this. Uh, first off, no, wrong. Like, I, I don't think you understand anything about my life. But if that's what you that's what you see. You see the curtain fucking drawn up. You don't see everything that was put in for thir- going on 36 years. You don't see that. So exactly. No. They just see the, well, and, I think, and, and that's just people. That's just human nature as well. For, for most people is that they need things. They need to rely on a gizmo or a machine. Uh, you know, the things that you use in paranormal, they can't rely on their thought. They mm-hmm. need to 
they need to not accept that there just might be unexplainable things in the world. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I need to see a ghost. Oh, I didn't see a ghost. So I'm going to circle the part on the picture here and say, hey, I think there's a ghost here. And, exactly. and call it that because, because they can't explain why there mm-hmm. is or isn't mm-hmm. what they're looking there. Let me, yeah. let me ask you, how did you, how did you get into paranormal? Did you like did little Stephen Ercantalo get a, a Ouija board for Christmas one year or a tarot deck <laughs> or were there influences in your life? What happened? Um, okay. So, and a uh, little, little DV did not get a Ouija board. I wish I did. That would have been cool. <laughs> I remember I've always been infatuated with it. I remember my grandma, she told me years and years ago, what she, she didn't tell me years ago. She, she told me a few times she passed away like maybe three years ago, but she would always tell me, she's like, I remember when you, and your cousin, my cousin was sitting in the back seat. She, my grandma was driving. I was in the driver passenger seat. And she's like, I remember you looking at me and I was about eight years old. And I said, grandma, when you die, you have to come back and let me know if ghosts are real. And she's told me, my grandma has always told me I've had this huge infatuation with ghosts at such a young age. I have no idea why. I don't recall ever seeing them at eight, nine, ten. I don't recall any of that. I don't know if I ever did or not. If I did, I just, I don't know if they were ghosts or real, right? We, we wouldn't know. We just wouldn't know. And so I've always had infatuation with them. And my grandma has been a huge influence on that up to the day she died. And I remember I grew up in a horrible environment, um, mentally abused, physically abused, uh, raised by drunks, just horrible. So growing up in my teens, I isolated myself a lot. And I used, I would start to talk like out loud and then answer myself and whatnot, because I had no, I really had no friends. Like I, I feel like I was above their intelligent level, even when I would hang out with them and they would always question, man, you don't want to smoke weed. Why don't you want to do this? Why the, da, 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 da. Like, cause I just don't want to, like, it's not my thing. Like I don't have a happy home to go to like you guys do. I don't want to be on drugs to go home, to have to deal with that shit, to make me think more about how I hate my life. Right. And they never understood. So I would just isolate myself and stay away from people. So I would create these, I would talk and answer myself. And that was really the start of a lot of things things started happening. I started seeing, and this was, I was a teenager. This was probably 13, 14, 15, all that. And I'd lay in bed and I'd wake up and I would see things in my room. I would see about six, seven ghosts um, in my room. I'd get scared. I'd feel them come over and touch my back. I would start to sense things in the house. I would be terrified to go in my room. I'd be sitting in the family room or living room or whatever you want to call it. And directly behind me would be the kitchen. So I'd turn around and look down the hall of the kitchen, and I would see a figure walking past. And I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it and terrified. Wow. And this was all growing up. No idea what was happening. I would hear a million different voices in my head, like just talking and yelling and screaming. I'm like, what is happening? I'd get these horrible headaches. No idea what this was because at that age, ghost shows did not exist. Like you have no idea what is happening, right? Um, the internet barely even existed and it, it did, but it wasn't as what it is now. So it was hard. I, I didn't know what, and this went on for years and years and years. And I was like, I want to get a digital voice recorder. And of course my, my stuff that got mad at me, he's like, you want to record us yelling and fighting and blah, blah, blah. He's, he broke my digital voice recorder. So I'm like, man, that's not actually why, like, I don't like, so I was like, whatever, like, and that, that actually upsets me thinking about that. Cause I'm like, man, dude, like I, that was $40. Like I'm kind of, you know, is it stupid. So, um, I was kind of upset about that and that caused more issues with spiritual, whatever. And I remember being 17 and I got 
I, I woke up in, I had like 103 temperature and it rose to 107. I actually died and no idea why this happened. And I, I don't remember much of it being rushed. I remember being rushed to the emergency room. I just, I don't remember too much, but I, but I died. And there was another time where I was in a trance pacing back and forth in the kitchen for like three hours. And I don't remember that either. Um, one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning, like craziness. And the house, the house was crazy. I, I don't know if it was the house situation that it was, but I, I do know, I do believe I manifested. When we talk about energy, I think I manifested it. And I believe that the energy in that house with the abuse, I think that manifested it. And then of course my drug usage in the house and a lot of negativity in the house. And I remember so much more stuff kept happening. And I remember eventually, you know, getting out of the house and we'll, we'll say it was like, maybe, maybe I was like 26, right. We'll say 26 years later. Um, I'm still in Fort Myers and I'm staying with a couple of friends of mine um, as roommates. And I flipped on this ghost show, ghost adventures. And I was like, what is this? I was like, this, this is new to me. And I said, you know what? This is ridiculous. I said, I could do this, but better. Like, what are they doing? They're not even, they're not even educating anybody. They're running around with night vision cameras. Ooh, that's what I've seen and what I've taught myself through trial and error. Like I can do this, but better. So, I got a digital voice recorder again after all those years of him breaking it and a couple cameras, a couple night stuff and went for it. And that was it. That, that was, um, that was pretty much it. And that, that was seven, eight years ago. And I was just like everybody else in the field, man. I was like, Oh, trying to be friends with everybody trying to do this. Oh my God, this is so cool. The K2 meter really works. I was, I was an idiot. Like I was an idiot. And now that I look back on it, like I see my stories on Facebook, you know, the memories and I'm like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, I actually did that stuff. Like I was one of them. I was one of them. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see because it shows my growth for sure. And then it just turned into a bunch of stuff. Like I started kind of switching it up a little bit and got a lot of hate for it in the field. And I uh, I used a Ouija board. I got a lot of hate for it. And I was like, man, but there has to be more than this. Like, I know how electronics work now. There, this doesn't make sense. Like, this doesn't make sense for a ghost to be lighting up these things. It doesn't, like, the depth of hertz and frequencies, and it does not add up. And it blew my mind. Like, how do I express this? How do I get this out there? And I got so much hate that I quit for about a year. And I remember my grandma, she was like, what's wrong? She's like, well, I don't understand. Like, you're not doing anything what you love anymore. I don't, I don't get it. So she kind of knew and I told her and she, she pretty much said, fuck them. She's like, go do whatever it is you want to do. Like they're going to hate you anyways. And she said a lot more. I said, you know what? You're right. So I thought about it for a couple of days and I said, I'm going live on Facebook, went live on Facebook, pulled out a Ouija board. I cut myself for the first time and bled all over the Ouija board. And that blew up. That is where people were like, what just happened? what like it, it, it was game over like the hate came flooding in and right then and there i created an alter ego and my alter ego was I'm a, it, just, it exploded and we all have one we all have one when you get pushed to a breaking point you have one every artist that stands on stage eminem is eminem he's not marshall mathers on stage you know um Britney Spears is not Britney Spears on stage all of these phenomenal artists are not who they are when they're on stage and off stage they're just not so I'm not just, just, just a button on that, and, and you're totally right. 
None of us really are. None of us, even on social media, really are who we are. Yep. Nope. But it's an alter ego. So yeah, we all have a bit of an alter ego. But sorry, go on with your story because it's amazing. No, that, and that's what it is. So I created this alter ego, and I don't want people to get it confused. It's still who I am, very much who I am. And social media is very much who I am. And for a while, people are like, oh, you're just, you're just being a trendsetter. You're just trying to fit in. You're just trying to do something different to be controversial. I'm like, no, this is who I am. This is it. Like, you, you were blind to seeing it before because you kept lashing out at me. And, and it's here, here I am still doing the same thing. And I'm still doing it regardless of the hate and regardless of me not getting as many views and likes as I feel like I should get. Like, I feel like I should be, I should be blown up right now, in my honest opinion. Because I do do things differently and I educate differently and I speak differently and I, I, I am differently. And that's what the world needs, not the same repetitive stuff. So I don't want people to think, oh, so when he's on social media, he's fake. No, those, those thoughts and feelings, I'm not sharing a meme. I'm not sharing something that somebody else thought and I shared it for you to enjoy and then tell me how great I am because I shared something that someone else created. The stuff I post literally comes out of my head. So I'm the same individual on social media that I am on here. And um, some people will disagree to that. I know I'm kind of going off track, but some people will disagree to that. But I've had to remind them who I am. And I'm like, I said, I, I, I beg to differ. I was like, you, if I'm venting on social media, it's because people don't understand that. Yeah, you're right. I, I am not that guy. But if I get pushed to be that guy, I will be that guy. And that's just like anybody. I just don't bottle it in. So if I, I express it right away, so if I'm happy, I'm going to express it. Why not? Right. Well, if I'm mad, I'm going to express it. Why not? We can't just only express the emotions we want to express. That's not healthy. Like express them all, get it out, explode, be happy, be cheerful, be all this. So, but paranormal wise is that's, that's what got me into the paranormal. And that's, a, that's amazing. And, and I, you know, I apologize. I might've led you off track there by sort of with my little pop in there about saying that we all have a persona. And I think that's what's exciting about what we're doing embarking on this first episode of this show is um, that a lot of what we see of Stephen Arcantalo is really the tip of the iceberg. And because I know you personally, I guess that's why I know that and, and why I kind of brought this up in conversation with you and just said, dude, you are, you are so multifaceted. There is so much, more to you that I just want to correct a little bit about what I might have led astray there and said that, you know, we're all a little bit different on, on social media. No, you have, that's one of the things that's so attractive about you is you are so authentic. It's just that there's so much more to you. And with this format, that's, that's what we want to explore is we want yeah, to sort of show, show you off and show off those other things. And I think, you know, I appreciate you sharing that story about, um, and I think that's what sets you apart is because you are clear. You, you have a gift, right? This paranormal gift. And I think to some degree, we all have that gift, but you're tapped into it. And I think that's, what's different about perhaps other paranormal investigators. What's interesting, what's common and you might, you might counter me on this, but we're all searching for something, right? Mm-hmm. It's just what people choose to, choose to hang their hat on. And some of them are, some people are asshats and hang their, their, as I say, you know, hang their hat on nothing, not founded on anything, but you're hanging your hat on knowledge and wisdom and stuff that you've thought about and been a thought leader and a thought creator uh, about. And that's, 
to me what really blows you up and uh, distinguishes you. So anyways, I hope that's what we accomplish in this podcast moving forward and, and changing. And I hope, you know, today's been interesting. Um, I think we're probably coming up on an hour or an hour and a bit here chatting. Um, can we wrap it up on, a, on some, on some different questions? Yeah. I mean, we have time. That's completely up to you. Whatever. I mean, yeah, cool. Cause yeah. I know um, you often talk about, you are very genuine with responding to your fans and getting back to them. Uh, even if it's just a, uh, an emoji or an emoticon or, or actual, you know, saying, a, a, you know, challenging them or thanking them. And, you know, a lot of fans wanting to get to know more about you. So, you know, you can't answer all those questions. So I got five kind of crazy questions to, uh, to just kind of go deeper into Stephen Urquintalo. You ready? I am. So is this the nervous part for you? <laughs> five, five crazy questions. First of all, have you ever been pulled over by a cop? Oh, my God. Oh, man. So back in my back in my drug days when I was doing cocaine and a lot, I got pulled over one time with cocaine in my pocket and a straw, drunk. Oh, man. And he's like, everyone empty out your pockets. So I go to empty. And this is one story. I go to empty out my pockets and I, I tuck the straw like in the corner. The baggie never fell out. So I emptied out the pockets. I'm, I'm such a hot mess. And he's like, should I get the dogs out here? And everyone's like, no, 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 no. We're actually going to get more drugs. And I was so nervous. I was so scared. And I didn't show it, but I was, yeah. And he's like, all right, y'all can go. And we left. We went to go get what we did more of. And I made sure I made sure I did all the drugs. I know, like in my pocket, I know that is what it is, right? I I had to do it. If we get pulled over again, I can't have the dogs here. So I said, it's all, it's all coming with me right now. And um, so, yeah, that was one time I got pulled over by the cop multiple times, but that, that one time time. to mind more than anything else, because that was, that would have changed my life for sure. If that would, if he would have got the dogs or if he would have patted me down, he patted one person down. And since he didn't have anything on him, I figured he didn't pat the rest of us down. I'm assuming that's why, but if he would have found something on him after we all emptied our pockets, yeah, we would have, I would have got caught. I would have been, my life would be a little different because it wasn't just a little baggie of cocaine. It was a lot of drugs in my pocket. <laughs> so, so, oh, yeah, so, so, so let me ask you, you just said if, if he had brought on the dogs, that would have changed your life. Do you think that being who you are and what you believe in and, and the energy that you possess, do you, do you, did you change that situation with your energy? I do believe so. I subconsciously, I do. And I, you know, I've thought of that before because I sat there and I was, I, I, I do, because I was sitting there looking at the cop doing it and just saying over and over to not come check my pocket, to not do this, not do that. Like, and, and it wasn't me just praying. Like, I, I, I'm not a big believer in that aspect. I do believe in energy more than anything. And I do feel like that. I feel like a lot of my luck, because I've been pulled over drunk multiple times, uh, drinking and driving, and the cop just said, just pour it out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like the, the, the amount of times I should have been arrested and have DUIs should not be, it, I should never have a license again. And I've quit all this stuff. Uh, this was, I was way younger. This wasn't like last week. And I do, I believe that because I really should not have a license. I should have 
my life should be so different than what it is. So I truly believe the energy that I put out there once it's happening helps. And I think that has a, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not saying go try it, go do drugs and get pulled over and you try to do the energy aspect of it. There's something within me that there's something helping me out for sure, because I should not be here. I mean, totally. the multiple times I've been arrested and pulled over by cops, I should not be in this position. That's for sure. Totally. Totally, totally believe that, given the stories you've told and, and, and the things that you've elaborated on in your life, for sure. But I mean, to your point, and again, hope this is stuff that we can explore in future episodes. You know, yeah, don't go out and, and try to get a lot of drugs and see if you can get away with it with a cop or anything like that. But that next negative situation that you're going to be in, at the, the, having an argument with somebody at the Walmart. Like, you know, can you change, you know, I think, I think we can change that with our energy, but uh, that's another episode. That's something to talk about. Um, The, the bleeding on the Ouija board. Um, What's your blood type? Do you know? I have no idea. I really don't. Number two question. Yeah. I have no idea. I do get asked that a lot. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I would like to see just, just, yeah. I mean, I would like to say, oh, in the like most rarest, I like to think that it is the rarest, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I really don't know. I should get it tested. Though, but, just, to, uh, just test it just to find it, you know, then everybody can join on the, you know, oh, I'm old just like you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But, get a bunch but of t-shirts made. Do... Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but you, give, you give blood regularly, don't you? Uh, I used to. I used to, I used to, yeah. I used to give, I used to donate blood a lot. Yeah. And as uh, you know, pre COVID of course, cause since COVID nothing, they, I, it's never around anymore to do, but I used to, yeah, I used to donate as often as they would let me, I would do it. Every time I saw blood, uh, one of the trucks, the blood trucks or whatever they're called blood drive, I would, I would right. donate blood. And sometimes I'd be like, Oh, you can't, you know, you just did this two weeks ago. I'm like, okay, then I won't. But Yeah. Cool. I love that you do that. I, I think, uh, you know, gratitude to you for doing that because especially right now in COVID times, it's crazy times mm-hmm. and I don't think people are getting out. So uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, if, if people can resume that, I think that's a phenomenal thing to do. <laughs> and a lot of Last people, week you talked about, sorry, go ahead. No, no, a lot of people don't realize the importance of it. And it's not even just helping people. Your blood actually based off your diet, like salt and everything, your blood can get real thick and dense and cause heart problems and, and blood clots and stuff. If you actually donate blood regularly, it, um, it loosens up how thick your blood is and it allows it to flow better. So there's actually more benefits to you and others, whoever needs your blood, of course, but there's a lot of benefits to you in donating blood that most people don't realize it. And that totally makes sense. And I never thought yeah. about that, but of course you, your, your body has to then regenerate and replenish what it's lost, right? It, it does. Yep. It does. So it's, you're, you're recycling, you're retraining how your blood flows. You're re-getting, you, you know, you're taking out the old and you're putting in the new, so it's got to regenerate and flow better. So it's actually very, very, very beneficial to that. And a lot of people don't realize, I mean, I have heart problems. I have blood clots, donate blood donate it let because it takes out the plasma too it really recycles and recharges um your blood flow so it's it's very important cool cool uh what was i going to go to next oh yeah last week you were talking about eating pizza from the point not the crust and uh we'll talk more about that again probably in the future what what's your favorite pizza what's a perfect pizza for steven (laughs) perfect pizza man it's so simple i love I love just pepperoni pizza. I but my my 
guilty pleasure with pizza is. You're a basic bitch is what you're saying. You're just... I'm a basic <laughs> bitch, man. If I just had like a, a Starbucks with the pizza and yeah, and I would be a basic bitch kind of guy for sure. And I would, uh, but there is one thing different that I do do with my pizza that every time I do it, people are like, what are you doing? I, I put salt all over my pizza. I love it. I don't what? know why. Yeah, and I'm apparently I'm the only person in the world that puts salt on their pizza. Because every time I do it, they're like, "It's salty enough." What are you doing? You're salting pizza. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I don't understand." Yeah, that see, no, I'm apparently the only person in the world that salts their pizza, and a lot of it. I enjoy the taste of salt on pizza. I don't really like it on anything else. I won't put salt on anything else but pizza. That's crazy. Yeah, it's okay. Wild. I'll let you have a pass on that because you're amazing and everything else. When you were doing your, when you were doing last week your analogy about, it, I thought, oh man, what's he going to say about me? I'm a, I'm a pizza folder. I fold my pizza, sort of in half. Oh yes, yes. All right, yeah, from the crust or the tip. Yeah, how you eat your pizza. Yeah. All right. Well, I still eat it. I still eat it from the tip, but I, 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 I fold. I don't know why I fold it in half. It's crazy, like a pizza sandwich. But it, yeah. I, I took to heart what you said about. Uh, Less is more, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna not try to fold anymore. But uh, salt <laughs> on the pizza. Wow. Speaking of blood, your blood pressure. Are you good, man? I am good. I'm very good. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Cause I don't eat okay. pizza regularly, just, so it's not like I'm like hey, pizza every day. Just give me salt. Yeah. So I am good. Uh, the stress that people give me is worse than the salt that I put on that pizza. That's for sure. Okay. Fair enough. Good. 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 And you probably uh, you probably drink a ton of water working out the way you do. Or a ton of, you know, ton of liquid. I, yeah, yeah, I should. I should drink more. I should definitely drink more. I used to drink about a gallon a day. And I drink, I'm on more energy drinks now than anything, sugar-free energy drinks. I don't care what kind it is, Monster, Rockstar, Red Bull, um, Bang Energies, anything, because I'm, I, I don't really sleep anymore. And I, I need to be up working all the time. And I know water is better energy for you. I get that. I know, I know it has more beneficial things. If you certain times of the day that you drink a glass of water will give you more energy than energy drinks. But my, tell my mind that because my mind says, no, it's not true. Give me all the energy drinks. So I know it's a placebo effect. I know it's an addiction with the cat. I get it, but I am so, I, I love the way energy drinks taste too. So that's kind of my thing. And I probably spend way too much money a month on energy drinks. If I calculated it, probably eight hundred plus dollars a month on energy drinks. It's ridiculous. What? Wow. Yeah, it's. I know it's so bad. And when I break that down, I I cringe and I'm like I gotta stop this, and I don't. <laughs> so I even tried to cut off energy drinks just to go to coffee again because I used to be on coffee, which is cheaper, and I stopped that. I stopped doing the coffee just to do the energy drinks again because I again I like the way they taste. I just like the way they taste and. Starbucks, if I drank Starbucks, that's more than energy drink. So I'd be actually spending double the amount. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I just got to kind of pick and choose, you know, which is a lesser evil and which do I like better? Well, you got to which works for you. And uh, clearly to do what you do in a day, in a week, in a month. Uh, yeah, you got to you got to have some superpower energy stuff keeping you going. So cool. Uh, that was my let's see. I said I had five questions. I think that was my number three question. Number four. Four question. Okay, and this is just random stuff. People look like just asking Stephen questions and like look at everything we get out of him because he's just so generous and willing to share. Would you eat a bowl of crickets for fifty thousand bucks? How would you eat a bowl of crickets just for fun? Get one of these fifty thousand dollars? Absolutely. Take the money. Come on. Uh, cool. 
uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. So, what's your like? Ask me about the bowl of crickets and and, and leading it for pizza. What is what is your what is your diet like? What is your actual diet? Man, I see. So, really simple too. I eat what I want whenever I want for the most part, and I. So, I mean, on a I wake well, because up you work out so hard you can. Yeah, and it's really, and I try to tell people that. Like, I try to tell people, people are like, "Oh man, I can't get that. It'll go right to my ass or my thighs." Well, yeah, because you don't work out, and you eat twenty of those. Things. <laughs> it's it's of course, and you don't eat anything healthy, and you don't drink water. You drink soda all day and do that. But uh, on a regular basis, seriously, I still haven't eaten yet. And I got up what a little late. It was almost ten o'clock when I got up because I overslept, and I still haven't eaten. And I know that's bad. I should have eaten already because dieting wise my body looks i should if people look at me probably assume i eat every three and a half hours four hours six days a day and i should but i've had one energy drink i, I would normally make like five eggs and that's it or in rice in the morning i'll go to the gym and then i do a protein shake in the gym working out and then i'll do another protein shake immediately after the gym so i really count those as meals because it's just a meal replacement to get fill up the muscle and then I'll get home and I'll eat chicken and rice and then I'll probably eat like four peanut butter sandwiches and then I'll eat more chicken or steak and rice like a little bit. for the most part I really I'm not a junk food kind of guy regardless it never really had it even growing up so I did get lucky on that my taste buds just aren't a fan of it like sweet eater but if I do definitely donuts I enjoy donuts uh chips I, I love like I don't eat a whole lot of cake. I'm not a big sweet eater. So if I eat cake, I'm like, Ugh. like I'll eat a couple bites and I'm done. But that's a lot of the problem is like people really think, oh man, well, I, I can't eat this junk food. You can like you can't eat junk food. You just have to understand how much, how many calories are in it. Like if you eat something that has yep. 1500 calories in it, you can't eat anything the rest of the day. And if they do, man, you're going to top 4,000 calories. And if you're trying to lose weight, that is a no-no. I can do that because I can grow. I, 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 I'll lose it, you know. But a lot of people, man, like I know this is about me and what I eat, but that's normally what I eat. I, I'm really – I, I kind of just eat what I want. If I'm hungry for it, I'll eat it. I try not to because I feel – I feel worse if I eat junk. You know? I get that. Yeah, so no, I wanted to I, ask the question because yeah. just, like you're you're not on a bro diet, you're not doing keto or anything like that. You're not oh, doing yeah, intermittent yeah, fasting. Yeah, you're not doing. Yeah. You're just you're just feeding yourself. Yeah I, yeah, I think people should stay away from all those trendy diets. Nothing beats nothing beats just your regular food. Like seriously, wake up, eat eggs. You're not going to die. Your cholesterol is not going to go through the roof. Trust me, I eat for ten. I probably eat ten plus eggs a day, and my cholesterol is fine. Like, just because my body looks this way doesn't mean that the insides, they would be damaged too. You know, that, that's a bad thing. It, it, you would have to right. eat 10 eggs a day for years and years and years to have high cholesterol with eggs. So if people would just stop these trendy diets and literally just eat healthy foods, eggs, oatmeal, brown rice, chicken, red potatoes, sweet potatoes, green veggies, asparagus, broccoli, not corn. Corn has no nutritional value. It's not going to help you. Um, if that's all you got to eat. And if you eat it, trying to lose weight, eat every four hours, you know, four times a day, three, four times a day, small portions, you know, six ounces here, four ounces of meat here. Your breakfast should be the biggest meal. Don't eat after a certain time because your body, it's, 
it's it's not hard, but people are like, no, I got to do this trendy diet because it's so expensive and it must work because look at who's sponsoring it. Yeah, a model that's getting paid six figures, that's who's sponsoring it. You really think right. they do that? No, they put in work, and right. I guarantee you they eat exactly what I just said. I know because I know. I've been asked to do certain things, and I'm not selling out to be like, no, I'm not going to tell someone to take these pills. They don't work. What am I gonna, I'm, I'm not doing it. So No, you've teed it on it for sure. You, you got to eat eat. Eat natural food, eat the right food, mm-hmm. and then and then it, it is all about diet. Every coach I've ever talked about, every every fitness person that I've ever talked about who isn't pushing a brand uh, mm-hmm. has off the record sort of said, eh, "It's just diet, dude." And you got to do the work. You got to do. The you work. have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if I had a choice, I know some people have asked me what I miss the gym or meals. I enjoy the gym. I know a lot of people are like into fitness, fitness. Like, oh, no, I can't miss a meal. They'd miss the gym before the meal. I used to be that way too, but I would not miss the gym. Like food, whatever. Like I have to feel my muscles sore and achy, and then I'll put the, I'll put the proper nutrition in it. Um, I hear you. No, I, I'm missing the gym. The gym is my church. That's where, that's where yeah. I go. That's where I do my thing. And with this COVID shutdown and gyms being closed, man, I, am, I, I just can't do it at home. I can't do it at home the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 not the same at all. So I mean, I feel like if people just need to diet better, it's not it's not hard, you know. It's their excuses. Oh, I can't, I can't do this, man. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, why? Oh, I'm so busy. Uh, okay, <laughs> you're about to preach to the choir, so be very careful with what you're about to say right now, and how busy you actually are, because we all have the same amount of time in a day. Like I don't have extra hour than you do, you know. It's just how bad do you want something? That's all. That's all. Well, I think you already you already touched on it. Like even when you're at the gym, you're multitasking. And you've said it on posts. You you oh, man, yeah. you make notes between sets. You get on social media between sets. Mm-hmm. Like you're just mm-hmm. you know you can make it productive. That's awesome. You can. Last yeah. question, and I think we're probably close to having a wrap up here. But if yeah, we got about five minutes. We got five minutes. Okay, so just if you could have witnessed any event from history, or been there, or been present at it, what where would you have liked to have been? Say say that again. If you could if you could if you could go back in time and be present at sort of any event from history, oh, what man. would you have liked to see or 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 been at? Anything oh, stuff, anything jump out? You or should have asked this when we had more time. <laughs> okay, maybe the that's first the question you asked. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we come back. We'll time. come back. All right. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll have to come back to that one for sure. That's amazing. Dude, you have been uh, amazing, inspirational. Uh, I know you and I've learned stuff today. And um, I just want to thank you for this opportunity and, you know, to everybody out there for tuning in and letting us, you know, bearing with our technical difficulties and listening to us ramble. But uh, I hope, like me, everybody has uh, gotten a little more insight into you and that it was what we promised off the top, a little bit of a a crazy journey, a wild ride into Stephen Urquintalo. And uh, I just want to end saying thank you for for letting us in and, and for being you, man. Absolutely, and thank you for wanting to do this with me. It's a, it's it's amazing. You're you're you have a you have a niche for this. This is it. Like you, you, it's it flows very well. And I don't feel like I was being interviewed, you know, like a lot of things. So it's amazing. Like nice. this is going to be great. And I hope everybody that does tune in. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And it's going to get better. You know, it's going to get better and better and better and better, you know, because we're just going to keep flowing better and we're going to take your questions, maybe some callers, do this, do that. You know, there's a lot that is going to be done with this as we grow together with this, you know, Kevin and I. 
So I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on and I'm excited for you to be doing this with me and, and sharing this. And I think it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. So thank you. Well, I am privileged and I am honored. So I will say, hey, just before we wrap up, are you still doing the Urban Legends of the Paranormal podcast, like the other podcast, Sunday morning? That, that I am, I'm not, I probably will not be doing that anymore until... Okay, so we can, we'll integrate like that into this. What's that? Yeah, we'll just bring it right into we'll here. Into, I mean, if, yeah. Yeah. Because we could do these shows up to, I mean, two hours, you know, so we get a plenty of time to talk about urban legends in here and, and just kind of, yeah, we'll just bring everything into one, a one-stop shop for everything. So. Awesome. Dude, again, you've been amazing. So much more to talk about. We will listen to this podcast ourselves and we will go back to things that we want to riff on. And uh, I already know from what Stephen and I have about and planned that there are tons more topics that we can talk about to, mm-hmm. to get inside Stephen Urquintalo. So thank you, my friend. You have an amazing night. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you so much. And same for everybody tuning in. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful night. Peace out. Ciao.